Hey, there we go. Uh, uh, last minute techni- technical difficulties. There is nothing better. Um, hey, welcome to uh, Sinister Sunday. I am uh, I am Bo. Uh, you may remember me from other such uh, shows. And uh, yeah, Dan, the beard is gone. I've got a story about that, which I will regale you all with uh, in a moment. Mm. So here's the thing. I'm kind of coming in hot. The reason being, I was uh, doing earlier today um, the uh, the kind of annual show that Duncan and I do along with uh, Doug Tilly of No Budget Nightmares. And usually once a year we'll get together and we will do... Um, a, a look at a particular artist, uh, a particular director. And so we just wrapped up recording on the show we did about uh, William Friedkin, where we talked about every feature movie released into theaters and a few other films that were TV movies and stuff like that. It's a lot of movies. And uh, so we started recording at 9 a.m. my time, and we wrapped up at just after 4 p.m. So that show will be coming in the not-too-distant future, and it is going to be a a barn burner, as they say. So uh, it was a lot. The show was a lot. But we got – we had a really good time. It was a great conversation, but it's – it is going to be quite the show uh, once it is all said and done. So, um, in addition, uh, let me get this going. So, like I said, I've been kind of coming in pretty hot uh, to get this show ready. So, why why did I shave? Uh, that was something that kind of happened last minute yesterday. So, uh, what's up, Dan, Jerry, Jim, Alan? Thanks for being here. Uh, so... Um, I've been, you probably saw this in the group, but I've been working with, uh, a nearby town, the Civitan group there called, uh, uh, Ashland city is the name of the, the town. And it's their Civitan group. And they were doing a toy run called a Christmas anonymous toy run. And the idea was that you buy gifts. Um, then next Saturday, parents are invited. Uh, like if you buy a gift and, and donate it to the cause, it is collected by the Civitan group. Uh, next Saturday, all of the families are going to show up who are going to, you know, reap the benefits of this. And um, they and they get to go shopping for free. They get to get Christmas gifts for their kids uh, who may not have it. So as part of the toy run, I was playing Santa. And if, you, if you've been to the face group, Facebook group, you will have seen... Uh, that particular Santa outfit. And uh, so Brandy, uh, my girlfriend, she was Mrs. Claus. uh, And so we show up at the toy run. And I think what's going to happen at the toy run is I'm just going to sit around and kids are going to kind of stroll by. That was not, in fact, the case. And so what I ended up doing was she and I, we're kind of standing at the roadside, like waving to people and shit as Santa and Mrs. Claus. And then when 
people stop by to donate toys or sometimes they just stopped off to get a picture for their kids with Santa and Mrs. Claus. That's what we did. And so the interesting sociological experiment that we ended up conducting um, at kind of accidentally was this idea that if you wave to someone and you kind of make eye contact, not, not every time, but if you kind of make eye contact with somebody who is driving, they will wave back. And it was kind of fascinating to watch. And not only that, folks, ladies and jelly spoons, not only that, um, there, I, I can't recommend this enough. If you ever get the opportunity to play Santa, by all means do it. It is so much fun. Uh, because a lot of the kids were kind of scared, uh, because I'm also this big behemoth. Um, and so some of this, the kids were scared. Brandy thinking ahead had brought this whole basket of candy canes. So a lot of the kids were like, Hey, I don't know if I'm down for this giant Santa Claus. Oh, candy. Well, I'm cool. Then let's take a picture. And so we did that, and that lasted till about 2 o'clock yesterday. And that's what led to me shaving, is that I had to wear the fake beard. And with my real beard, it just didn't look right. And so Brandy's daughter, who does some like theatrical makeup work, was like, you really need to shave. Is that something you'd be willing to do? And I was like, hey, it's for the kids. And also, I haven't been clean-shaven clean in a while, and why the hell not? So it was, you know, good for the cause or whatever. So uh, I did that, uh, did the shaving to allow for uh, the beard. And then after we did the, um, the toy drive part of it, that night, last night, it seems forever ago now, after doing that Friedkin show. By the way, Lee, you said uh, Sorcerer is your favorite movie of all time. We definitely gave that movie a lot of love. That's a terrific film. Um, we'll get to movies here in a minute, I promise. So that night, though, last night, we ended up, uh, they had a tree lighting in the park and, uh, after the tree lighting and it was like trees decorated by local businesses and stuff. They were really ornate kind of Christmas trees. And then after they did that, um, they were showing elf on like a big inflatable movie screen and it was all free. Like you parents could bring their kids and, uh, you know, you hang out, you get free cookies and free hot cocoa and watch this movie and just general Christmas shenanigans. Right. And so Brandy and I were playing Santa and Mrs. Claus for that, too. And I got to say, guys, like I said, if you get the opportunity to play Santa Claus, do it. Because there is nothing more fun than having, like, four- and five-year-old kids run up to you and hug you unbidden and just tell you how much they love you. And then uh, there was one little girl that spilled the beans on her elf on the shelf skittles and about what kind of rambunctious business he'd been up to. It was so damn cute guys. Uh, and, and also it was one of those things like, you know, in a, in a fractious world, this is going to sound very pie in the sky, but you know, so be it. It's Christmas time. Um, in a, in a fractious world where I know that there were any number of the people that I interacted with yesterday that I would disagree with vehemently, you know, so on so, social issues, political issues, whatever it may be, none of that matters when you are going out of your way to make their kids happy. And, you know, it, it, there, there is something to be said for community, uh, on that level. And it was, it was such a wonderful time. 
uh, like I said, if you get the opportunity to to do something like that with and for a bunch of kids, it is the absolute best. It'll make your crunchy heart grow uh, three sizes that day. Uh, I had a blast. It was wonderful. All it cost me was my facial hair, and that is a small price to pay uh, for the fact that if I could go back and live that day a couple of more times, I certainly would because it was uh, it was wonderful. So uh, that is why I'm clean shaven. Um, and, uh, it, it was, oh my God, I just, I enjoyed that so much. And I, I really was worried that, uh, I was not, not that I wasn't going to enjoy it, that it was going to be more of an obligation. Um, but that was not the case. It was, it was nothing but a, uh, a pure good. And, um, I had a wonderful time and I, I think the kids did too. And I've actually been invited back to, um, essentially do the same thing for, um, next Saturday. So when all the parents are coming to pick up presents for the kids, I will be there as Santa. There will be fewer children. Um, but you know, they asked me to, to dress up like Santa again. I almost did it tonight. And if I'd had more time to prepare, I probably would have, um, Okay, so that's enough of that. Also, we haven't done a Sinister Sunday in a while because prior to all the Santa business, I was in uh, South Carolina in Charleston on vacation with Brandy and her family, um, which I was allowed to just go along for the ride. Uh, God bless them for uh, asking me along. And um, boy, I got to tell you, if you've never been, if you are here in the States, I cannot recommend enough uh, going to Charleston, South Carolina. It is a beautiful city. It is There is a wonderful historical component to that city. It, I have not been to Boston, but there were many comparisons made to Boston uh, on that trip. And, uh, and I, I can only imagine that that would also be uh, a tremendous amount of fun. So, um, okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. what do we, oh, news. That's what we're going to do. And, uh, yeah, Jerry asking what's a vacation. Um, you know, that was the thing too. Let me, before we get into news, let me say this. I am terrible about taking vacations. I'm terrible about taking time off. I have a sickness, um, that is both real and overstated in this example but I do have this constant need to be producing something and that if I come to the end of a day and I don't have something to show for it, I feel, I, I feel unfulfilled. I feel incomplete. And being able to go on vacation um, and just kind of relax and shut down for a little bit was really, really uh, wonderful. It, it felt great. Um, I've got some more time off coming up, but I plan to do a little bit more work during that. Um, but not just being away from both, you know, day job stuff, being away from the podcast stuff and just having that time off. Um, it was, it was really reinvigorating and I came away from that holiday just, uh, just charged up, you know, like I've got a bunch of recordings coming this week and I couldn't be more excited to do it. And, and especially after the October, you know, 31 days of Halloween stuff and, and getting, Getting shows ready so that even while I was on vacation, there was still, you know, stuff coming out. 
Um, that had been a tremendous amount of work in the lead up. And so it was great. Like I, I came back feeling fantastic. I still feel fantastic. And, and especially doing all the Christmas stuff yesterday, you know, I know that, uh, as Jerry Maguire once said, we live in a cynical age. Um, but you know, like getting out and actually doing like community service stuff when you're not obligated to by the court, but when you actually just get out to do something nice for someone else for no good reason other than to do something nice for someone else, it it does it like that does as much for me as an individual as it does for the person. Um Lee also saying that he took a vacation in October for the first time in years and it was a tough transition, but worth it. I had the same experience where the first couple of days I was kind of twitchy where I was like, why am I not doing something? I should be at my laptop or something like getting something accomplished. And then after I settled in, you know, and, uh, again, God bless her for, you know, Brandy just being like, you need to settle the fuck down and just relax and enjoy all this. And, um, and it was great. Like I, 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 the value of taking time off and not just like a weekend or something, but actually an extended period off, uh, was fantastic. So, uh, again, just, I, I have, I've had nothing but a blast for the past few weeks. So, um, all right, let's get into some news. Shall we? Um, I have a handful of things that I wanted to talk about. And let me see if I can get that. All right, here we go. See, normally all this would be prepared, but blame me and uh, Doug and uh, Duncan for talking too much about William Freakin. Also, let me just say this before we get too much further or, or farther. Um, if you have things that you know I should be watching... For my best of uh, 2021 list, drop them in the chat. I am kind of assembling the list of stuff that I kind of need to to catch up on and need to watch. So, by all means, let me know what it is that I should be uh, I should be seeing. Um, okay, so story number one, uh, kind of piggybacking on the 31 days of Halloween. Um, I recently rewatched Demons Two. And, uh, I'm very excited to announce that they are doing a 4k, uh, transfer of demons as well as uh, a Blu-ray of demons too. Um, and I'm very excited about this. Uh, that is one of those movies that I, I look forward to seeing in as pristine a fashion as I possibly can. I need all the goo and the gore and the grime of demons and demons too in the best possible, uh, format. I like uh, both of those movies. I like Demons more than I do Demons 2 for sure. But I think Demons 2 is a, a crazy romp and I enjoy it uh, for all its silliness. Whereas Demons still, like that's a movie that gets under my skin a little bit still. I find that to be unsettling. Um, even as, as silly as it can be in in places. But man, man. Do I enjoy demons and and still find it kind of scary? Demons too, not so much. Demons too, I I generally find like the sillier cousin to demons. Like it, it, this is an okay analogy, but it's sort of the Evil Dead two to Evil Dead of of the demon series, where it's not quite that outrageous and it and it's not quite uh, 
that tongue in cheek, um, but it is it is fun and more so than demons. It, it seems to be having more fun with the premise. Uh, there's like a demon dog, and then there's the demon kid, and the demon baby that comes out of the dog. It's very silly. Uh, Dan pointing out uh, probably the best line from demons. Holy shit, she's a friend of mine. That if you were a a listener to Devour the Podcast back in the day, which was the, the podcast that kind of got me back into podcasting after a few years away, uh, you will know that that line figured heavily into the opening of the show. Mmm, sweet water. Boy, I've been talking so much today. Um, so that is story number one. I'm very excited, uh, that that is coming out and let's stick with some Blu-ray news, uh, also coming to 4k in the not too distant future is alligator as Kermit would say, alligator, um, alligator is the, the movie, uh, written by John sales of, you know, Return of the Sakaka 7 and Madawan fame, as well as Piranha. And directed by Louis Teague, if memory serves. Uh, we covered this movie on Pick 6 Movies not too terribly long ago. And I kind of rediscovered my love of the movie Alligator. It is very, very good. Um, Robert Forster is great in it. It definitely has some social commentary about animal testing and that kind of thing, as well as disposal of medical waste. But more than that, it is a great example of how to rip off Jaws in a way that is still really satisfying. And I love Alligator. And again, this is one of those movies that now that it's coming to 4K, uh, I couldn't be happier. I think that's just the best idea in the world. Uh, Dan says Christmas is definitely coming early. I remember that pick pick six episode. Uh, you were like, hang on, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, and Chad is not a monster movie kind of guy. He, he's not anti monster movie, but he's not like, he's not like us, you know? Uh, but even he would admit that alligator is a better movie than it almost has any right to be. Um, but you know, that's how sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you, you get yourself a good monster movie. That's got something to say and it's well acted and it's got, by the way, phenomenal model work in it to make this regular sized alligator look enormous. I really like the model work in that. Yeah. Uh, alligator is a terrific, terrific movie. Um, and I'm really glad they're doing it right. I mean, at the time it was a thing that we had to watch on YouTube because there was no other way to watch it. I mean, that that's the sad truth of the matter was that it felt much maligned. Like that was a movie that, you know, had been so totally ignored, um, by, you know, just the creators and, uh, or the studio that owned it. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that has been corrected. Um, okay. Next on the hit list. Uh, one Nicholas cage is going to be playing the character of Renfield, uh, or I'm sorry, playing Dracula rather in the new universal movie called Renfield, which is, uh, like an updating of the, the Dracula story. Um, 
Nicholas Holt is going to be the uh, the the character Renfield in the movie. His his uh, right hand man, his boy Friday, if you will. And Chris McKay, who did the Tomorrow War, which is a movie I don't think was very good, uh, and did the Lego Batman movie, which is a movie that I thought was better, um, is going to direct. So. I, I, from what I read thus far, it does not seem as though more details are abounding other than it is a movie that is going to happen, um, that Nicolas Cage is going to be Dracula, and I'm curious what Nicolas Cage shows up for that, right? Like, is it going to be uh, like the crazy Nicolas Cage, like uh, Mandy? Or is it going to be a more subdued Nicolas Cage like in Pig or something else altogether? I'm kind of hoping that it's a more subdued performance, but I think all that depends on the tone of the movie. Like, given the fact that this is um, written by Ryan Ridley, who did some Rick and Morty work uh, and, and seems to be, it seems to be more comedic in tone. And uh, so, you know, I'm all for it. I'm interested to see what it looks like. I don't, given this combination of elements, I'm not 100% sure that I'm bought and sold on it yet. But, mm, you know, we'll see. It, I, I, you know, I hate to be wishy-washy. Like, well, we'll see how it, how it is when it comes out. But I, I just don't know quite what to make of this project yet. Um, Jason saying... um. That alligator is long overdue for release. You are correct. Um, Alan saying the tie-in game rocked. There was an alligator tie-in game? Or demons? Sorry, Alan, you're going to have to be more precise. Sometimes the chat lags behind me and I, I forget what I said. Um, but if there is an alligator video game and I have not played it, then I am absolutely going to find that. Uh, Dan says, uh, again, Christmas has come early. With the Count Cage news. Count Cage, by the way, pretty good name. Pretty good name. Um, and also asks, uh, can Cage literally do any more? He seems to have covered every genre. Yeah, I, I mean, Nicolas Cage can kind of do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, he is in, <laughs> he makes some decisions in movies that maybe I don't agree with, but also. Like there's not another actor out there doing the kind of stuff that he does and the kind of insanity that he brings to some roles. Like he's a really good actor, but if you give him enough rope, he is going to take it. You know, like he 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 calls it kind of a, a Western Kabuki style of of uh, performance, and that seems to be dead on. You know, like he seems to be the kind of um the kind of performer that will meet the needs of the project and in some cases supersede the needs of the project. Like if he just has an idea for something goofy, then he's just going to go for it. So, you know, um, Oh, Alan says an alligator game, not a video game. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 If memory serves, that was very similar to the, uh, jaws game where you're kind of pulling stuff out of the, the mouth, but maybe I'm just conflating that with the Jaws game. Um, 
Lee says if Cage is subdued and done up like Christopher Lee's version of Dracula in just Franco's Dracula from 1970, i.e. closer to the novel, looking like an old man, I'd be pretty happy with it. That would actually be a good way to go with it. But again, I feel like this is going to be a comedy and it's going to be a little more loosey-goosey. I think he's just going to look like Nicolas Cage looks uh, with his hair pulled back and that kind of thing. But I agree, that would be fun. If he was doing a riff on the Christopher Lee Dracula, that would be a good time. I would really like to see that. Uh, and Dan also saying, if Cage is on the poster, I will watch it. I'm not that far. I haven't watched Willy's Wonderland yet. I heard some pretty dour things about that movie. But again, that is a reminder to drop into Chad any movie that you think that, that came out this year, this calendar year of 2021, that I need to watch. And I think Willie's Wonderland is on that list. Um, I've got it on my list of things to watch, but it's not real high on the list because I don't have high hopes that it would be kind of a top 10 contender. But if you know of a, a movie that would be a, a top 10 contender, uh, let me know. Um, okay. The next story, speaking of horror movies that came out in the year of our Lord, 2021 malignant, uh, is l perhaps getting, a sequel um, that Annabelle Wallace, who was the the star of Malignant, uh, says that there may be a sequel on the way because Malignant was actually really well received. Not by everybody, not entirely by me, although I don't think it was a disaster or anything. The last 20, 30 minutes of that movie are great. But uh, she is saying that there are a number of ideas swirling around. There's plenty of ideas swirling around is the quote that she has. Um, and... She said that they were both flattered and uh, and and taken aback by the reception of the film. So that essentially it was successful enough that people are like, well, we originally just gave this to James Wan uh, because he wanted to do something goofy. And it turns out that uh, it was really successful. We just gave it to him because he made a billion dollars doing Aquaman. And we figured, what could it hurt? And it turns out people liked it, so I guess. Um, <laughs> Lee Russell, uh, going back to Nicolas Cage, says uh, he didn't much care for Willy's Wonderland that it was like uh, Nicolas Cage said, I'm not reading this script, and so he didn't. So that's kind of what I heard, is that he doesn't have any dialogue in it and that it's kind of cheap. And that not like being a cheap movie isn't the end of the world or nothing, but... Um, a combination of like, you've got Nicolas Cage not saying anything in your movie. Uh, that doesn't sound, you know, great. Leah also saying if Malignant gets a sequel, that's as crazy pants as the first I'm down. See, my problem with Malignant was that the back end is crazy pants and fantastic. And the front end is a little too much wheel spinning to get to that point. But if you start the movie knowing, oh, yeah, there's this, you know, uh, dark half kind of twin that emerges from Annabelle Wallace's head and then becomes a kung fu uh, monster, then I'm in. I think that would be fantastic. And turn it into almost like a superhero movie where this one was the origin story. I could see where that would be kind of fun. Um, Dan mentions the power as a 2021 movie. Um, 
I have seen the power. I need to go back and revisit it because I kind of bounced. I didn't bounce off of it. Like I enjoyed what I saw, but I didn't. It didn't hang with me. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I may go back and rewatch that one. There's a handful of movies that I definitely want to check out. Uh, Venom saying that he loved Willy's Wonderland. Uh, we're gonna cage fight uh, Venom and and Lee here in a minute. Um, and said it was brainless fun. I, I, like I said, it's on my list. And if you enjoyed it that much, I may push it up the list and see what's up. Uh, Jason says malignant, but make it two. So matignant, matugnant, matugnant. Yeah. Uh, and, and also admitting that it doesn't work as well in the font, but I get it. I see where your head's at and I like it. Uh, Lee says, uh, he feels like a sequel to malignant won't need all the wheel spinning, so uh, he would get his hopes up a bit. That's kind of what I'm down for is if you can make if you can make an entire movie that's as bananas, which is, I, I know, a medical term. So apologies for for getting scientific. But if you can make a movie that is as bananas as the last 30 minutes of Malignant, then I'm 100 percent down. Um, he also says he really enjoyed the last duel, by the way which was way better than he expected. I, you know, really Scott movies. I need like four different people to tell me that it's good before I see them at this point. Um, also I think the Matt Damon haircut is unintentionally hilarious. And so it's hard for me to take seriously, but I've also heard a number of people talk about how good the last duel is. So I, I need to see it, but I feel like I need to see a bunch of other horror stuff and I'll probably catch, uh, last duel in the new year, but I keep hearing that it's good. Um, but it, uh, as I said, I'm just not the biggest Ridley Scott fan. I, I think he's real hit and miss. Uh, Dan says too malignant, too furious. I, all right. Malignant, uh, too malignant, too twins, too malignant. I don't know. There's something there. You're on to something. The too furious, maybe a little too on the nose, but there's something too malignant, something too malignant to quit. I don't know that there's something, there is something there. I'm not entirely sure what it is yet, but there is something, uh, I, but, and I like where all this is going. Everybody in chat's doing a, a fine job this evening. Um, okay. So, uh, on to the next, uh, story in, in reference to the Nicholas cage playing Dracula bit. Guess what? Hammer studios is back. Kind of again. Um, so variety, it turns out says, uh, that, uh, hammer studio studios limited is now a thing, um, which will control the library that includes recent, uh, hammer movies, the woman in black and let me in along with all of the original hammer studio stuff like Dracula and, and the Quatermass uh, stuff and the abominable snowman and, Curse of Frankenstein. I mean, all the hammer stuff. And I think that, I mean, that's cool, but I feel like, didn't they just do this, uh, just a few years ago or, you know, 10 ish years ago. Um, and, and apparently they're also looking at like restoring a lot of the old films, like doing, I would imagine 4k releases, even though they did a run where they were doing a lot of Blu-ray stuff. Like I've got, the reptile and twins of evil and, and movies like that, uh, Quatermass in the pit, 
all from Hammer Studios on uh, on Blu-ray at this point. Um, but I'm all for it. Like I, I think Hammer Studios, uh, especially that classic era of Hammer, is just one of the best things that ever happened in the world of horror. And if you want to give me better versions of that stuff, I'm totally fine with it. I think that sounds like a good time. Um, I, I can't, I, like, I wish, I wish there was a world in which, uh, I could go back to those Saturday afternoons when I was a kid and they would play, you know, some of those classic hammer movies and Dracula Prince of Darkness and Dracula has risen from the grave and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, th- I think that would be fantastic. I wish I, I, w- I wish I could recapture my youth and go back to that stuff. Um, in the same way that I wish I could just sit around sometimes and, and build those, uh, old, you know, uh, where were they? The Rexall models, the, the horror scenes and stuff like that. Uh, that would be a tremendous amount of fun for me. But, uh, as Tom Wolf once said, you can never go home. And in some cases, uh, you probably shouldn't. Um, Okay, let's see. Malignant 2, Skeletic Boogaloo, not bad. Lee says Malignant 2, Siamese Boogaloo, also not bad. Um, Hmm, I don't know. We're getting closer. Keep it up. Uh, Jason says he's way way more interested in the restorations. I totally agree. Uh, I'm, I'm less interested in what horror might do next. What Hammer might do next than, uh, you know, getting the old stuff in in a great format. I would love to see a 4K set that was the entire run of the Christopher Lee uh, Dracula movies. I would pay good money for that. Uh, Jason says, Malignant 2, The Kickening. Pretty damn good, y'all. Pretty damn good. I like that a lot. Um... Lee asks if they have it all under the uh, back under the uh, hammer umbrella uh, that Warner used to have dibs on a lot of their co-produced stuff or whatever. I do think that they have everything. I think that was the whole point of this new uh, banner is that hammer now controls all of that old stuff again. I can't guarantee that. And the article didn't define it that precisely, but that certainly seemed to be the impetus was, Hey, you know, Hammer Studios Limited now owns all of the back catalog and they're going to be able to do restorations and new versions of it, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be cool. Uh, Boomer shows up. Good evening. Welcome, Boomer. Um, Venom says, Malignant 2, cut out the pander. Uh, all right. Uh, mm, there's... Um, there is there is a joke to be made about Malignant 2 cut out the something. And I've just been podcasting way too much today to, to put it together. But there's something there. You're on to something, Venom. I really like all the work that's happening right now in the chat, quite frankly. You guys are doing the Lord's work. Uh, okay, one more news story before we get uh, into what's coming on the streaming in, in the not-too-distant future. Um, kind of a bittersweet story, but I get it. Bruce Campbell says he will not be playing um, Ash ever again. Um, you know, after Ash versus Evil Dead and and so forth, uh, and you know, Evil Dead Rises is coming out, and there was some question of whether or not he would 
put on the blue chambray shirt and and don the uh chainsaw hand uh, again and bruce campbell says uh he's out uh and the quote is um i'm done playing ash ash is gone i've retired the character because i physically just can't do him anymore so why bother why do i do it it's time to hang up the chainsaw um and i like that uh, I know that it is sad to see Bruce Campbell, you know, say, hey, there's not going to be another new Ash Williams story. But um, also he went out on such a high note, like Ash versus Evil Dead kind of rocks. He's still going to produce, I think, some of the Evil Dead stuff or get a piece of that wet his beak a little bit with that stuff. And and somebody pointed this out in the chat. Uh, um, oh, what's up, Mike? Um, that Bruce Campbell, uh, or Dan says it, that he's kind of happy with this news, uh, because you know, quit while the getting's good. And I, like, he could voice Ash in the video game, right? Like there's a video game coming, one of those asymmetrical multiplayer things. Um, so yeah, I would see, I could see him doing a little bit of voice work, but also, yeah, like he said, he's a, he's getting up there, man. Like that dude is, you know, what, 60 ish years old, 65. And why go through the process of having Sam Raimi beat the shit out of him a little more when he can just kind of kick back and do a handful of movies here and there where he's not having to do such physically demanding stuff and get his paychecks, get, you know, get his propers. Um, then also back to our malignant sequel, uh, potentials malignant versus basket case. I mean, do we want to be that direct? I I'm not against it. I would love to see like a malignant versus Belial kind of situation, but eh, eh. um, you know, it's also like, well, malignant is just kind of basket case revamped, but I, I'm not, but also Belial is so small. I think I think Malignant wins that. Uh, I also like referring to the monster and Malignant as Malignant. Lee uh, also says, uh, this is about the hammer thing, that it's great if it's true. Lots of the hammer stuff just sat on the shelf and got no love. And I agree. I would love to, like, uh, uh, Dracula 80, 1972 needs a good restoration. That movie's uh, pretty fun. Um yeah, there's a lot of Hammer stuff that they need to go back and kind of clean up and, and just do all proper-like. Um, Mike saying Bruce Campbell says he's retiring for the 30th time. I, you know, I think he's done. I really do. I think Ash vs. Evil Dead was it. Uh, and Aside from some voice work and that kind of thing, I, I think he's done. Um, Boomer pointing out this is a prestigious chat, which I agree. You get You get yourself some venom and Lee Russell and, and Mike, uh, all in the same room. This is like, you know, the ghost of Christmas future for the upcoming series for, uh, uh, dark parade. Um, which by the way, uh, you know, that let me in is, uh, right around the corner. If you want to hear that discussion, uh, with, with Lee, that's about to happen. Uh, in, if you're on Patreon, You'll get that tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be out Wednesday uh, in the general public. Uh, Boomer also says, had to expect that uh, Bruce was going to retire. And even though it wasn't great, I did enjoy Black Friday. 
don't mind seeing him do every, uh, other things. Haven't seen Black Friday yet. Uh, again, all this Friedkin's business has, has had me uh, busier than a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs, as they say. Um, but I look forward to I, I do want to see Black Friday. I just want to see what that looks like. Um, Alan says, Malignant versus Evil Dead Trap. Uh, all right, now, now I'm back on board. Lee says, live, live free or die malignant. I also like that quote. Live free or, or die malignant. A good day to malignant hard. I don't know, but I, I like it. I like it. Uh, malignant was the name of the doctor. You're thinking malignant's monster, says Jason. Well played, sir. Dan says, malignant versus that weird little stomach guy from Total Recall. Quato. It was his name. How do you not know Quato? Um... And Alan says Bruce could do Elvis still. Yeah, I wouldn't be against seeing, um, like, uh, uh, if they ever managed to put Bubba Nosferatu together. But, he, yeah, he could absolutely do a, a an aged Elvis. Uh, and I think that would be a lot of fun. I would love to see Coscarelli dust off some of the, the, uh, the you know, Bubba Hotep kind of uh, classic. Although, Ossie Davis is gone, right? He's left us, I believe. Or am I just prematurely putting him in the ground? If I did, I apologize. That is not my intention. Um, okay, so let me uh, let me freshen up with uh, some water here. Uh, try to wash down that Omicron I probably got from them kids yesterday. Uh, Boomer says, malignant too, malignant harder is what you're looking for. Yeah, um, it's close. It's close. I am, mm, we're, we're going to come up with the perfect one. Uh, Don Coscarelli, master of horror. Huh? That That's just something I thought of. Okay. Well, if you are new to the sinister Sunday slash morbid Monday, <coughs> pardon me, you may or may not be familiar with the official dark parade master of horror uh, test. And the idea is that you are a master of horror. If you have made three great horror movies out of your, your first five films. So he did Jim, the world's greatest, which is not a horror movie. So it doesn't count. Then he directed phantasm. Totally classic. That counts. Then the Beastmaster, not horror, doesn't quite count, but is pretty good. Uh, then Phantasm Two, uh, definitely a horror movie, does count. I, I, you catch me on the right day. Phantasm Two is my favorite of the Phantasm movies. Um, then there is Survival Quest, which I can't believe I've never seen, which is like a, a weird. Um, like it's almost sounds like a deliverance kind of thing with Lance Henriksen. How have I never seen that? Uh, okay. So then phantasm three, Lord of the dead, acceptable, acceptable, uh, phantasm four oblivion. Mm, now we're getting dicey. Then we get Bubba Hotep fucking great. Maybe his best movie. And then, uh, John dies at the end, which I like quite a bit. I know some people, uh, have complaints 
And then um, the on the plate as to uh, what he might be directing next, sure enough, is um, Boba Nosferatu, Curse of the She-Vampires, written by uh, Don Coscarelli and Joe Lansdale. But this is one that uh, Bruce Campbell apparently has said he is not returning for Elvis um, in, in that film, as it is a prequel. And also, he says they couldn't exactly agree uh, what the movie should be about. I contend, ladies and jelly spoons, Don Coscarelli, Master of Horror. Um, let's see. Uh, Jason says, in the spirit of alien malignance, uh, yes, 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 yes. I think you have won our James Wan Cup. Uh, that sounds great. Lee says uh, he dies in Bubba Hotep anyway, so Bubba Knows for 2 would be a prequel. That's correct. Um, Dan Dan uh, says he enjoys the Master of Horror or Apprentice of Horror a bit. I, I think Coscarelli is an actual, honest-to-goodness Master of Horror. Uh, Jim says this is what he tunes in for. Great. Um, Alan says it's, uh, oh, yeah, the survival quest is like a weird kid's adventure movie worth a peek. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um, if you ask Court Psyops, his Phantasm films alone rank uh, Don Coscarelli high as a master of horror. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he's right. Uh, not like Court isn't right about everything, but he's right about this. And Court will be joining us on uh, the Dark Parade in uh, the not too distant future, as a matter of fact, uh, for the first time. So he will be. Uh, he'll be around for a, a new episode on the next series we're doing. Um, uh, Venom saying a Merry Krampus night or Krampus knocked to everyone uh, and back at you. It is uh, the Krampus time of year and, and who couldn't be happier. Um, okay, so that's all the news. We did a Master of Horror. Let us turn then to what is streaming on the uh, the streaming services, the main streaming services coming soon. Not very much, so this won't take long. Um, between now and when next we speak in a week, uh, World War Z is showing up on Hulu. Uh, nothing really on Netflix, nothing really on Amazon, nothing really on the HBO Max. Um, Shutter is releasing as of tomorrow, or if you're listening to the audio version of this uh, later t uh, today or already today, um, Devil Times 5. Um, which, uh, I'm all right, let's look some of these up. I'm not sure if I know all of these, so I don't want to pretend and I want to give you the listening audience, the best information that we possibly can. Devil times five, a film from 1974, uh, starring Gene Evans and Taylor Locker, uh, called devil times five. Uh, the synopsis is after five deranged children are involved in a bus wreck. They start killing people at the lodge who insulted them. Or were rude to them. Uh, all right. That sounds fun. Um, you also have Screams of a Winter Night. And that. See what's going on with Screams of a Winter Night. That is a movie from 1979. Uh, in which uh, it's an anthology film. Directed by James Wilson. In which a group of college co-eds spending a winter's night in a remote cabin past time. By telling sc scary stories to one another, 
Eh, that sounds kind of fun. And uh, then you have the movie Fangs. Uh, I assume this is the one from 74 um, in which uh, a, a herpetologist uh, sends out venomous snakes to kill his enemies. So, huh? Um, Lee says, look who's malignant now in our continuing search for uh, the proper malignant sequel. Not bad. Malignant's still my favorite. I, li I like uh, making it plural. That's pretty good. Gary, hey, what's up, Gary? Says, Devil Times 5 is a mess, but it's fun. Dan says, honey, we shrunk malignant. Oh, that's pretty good, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alan says, Devil Times 5 is basically Twitter. And Boomer says, Dragula every Tuesday, which is just amazing. I still need to catch up with Dragula. Uh, Brandy's daughter... Um, it, like I said, she did the, the Santa makeup and most of the makeup she did was for, uh, Brandy to kind of age Brandy up a little bit. And it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit that she didn't feel like I need to be aged up any, uh, when Brandy is actually six months older than me, but you know, I'm not counting. I'm not, it's not something I'm fixated on or anything anyway. Um, but she did the age makeup like Dick Smith style where you just use a little bit of liquid latex to kind of tighten up the skin and stuff. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty well done. Um, anyway. All right. What else is coming to shutter on the seventh? Uh, you have the super weird spider baby, which is, is it James Lawton or Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney Jr. is who's in that. Um, it's just that you you should see Spider Baby. If you've never watched Spider Baby, it's kind of this weird, like Southern Gothic kind of story. You just you need to watch it. If you've got Shutter, watch Spider Baby. You're gonna thank me after, uh, and you're also gonna need to shower for about a week and a half straight. Uh, also on the seventh, Switchblade Sisters, uh, which is kind of a girl gang movie, but you know, it's still worth your time. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched Switchblade Sisters, but I remember it being pretty fun. And, uh, speaking of, uh, Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead, uh, on the 9th, which would be Thursday, it, the, the documentary Hail to the Deadites, uh, is, is hitting Shudder, which is a documentary all about, uh, the evil dead fans and the kind of culture around evil dead. So, you know, since we've been talking about it, it seems right. Um, Dan says I'm a regular Benjamin button without that beard. Does that mean, mm, I'm not sure how to take that. Does that mean I'm aging backwards? Because if so, look, this is the moneymaker. Uh, this is where yeah, the beard has a lot of gray in it and I shave it off. And maybe it does make me look younger. Uh, so far, I, I've decided that I'm going to hang with it a little bit. Um, Spider Baby is the only acceptable Lon Chaney Jr. movie. What about what about The Wolfman? Uh, Lon Chaney. All right, Lon Chaney Jr. Master of Horror. <laughs> Let's find out. This is going to be a whole lot of. I, I didn't see it. I'm almost positive. But for the sake of science. Ladies and gentlemen, science, uh, the only acceptable movie. I mean, come on now. 
Uh, all right, he's got 197 credits, so we're not going to go through all of this. But Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, stars in The Trap. Never saw it, didn't count. Uh, Galloping Ghost, never saw it, didn't count. Birds of Paradise, not horror. Last Frontier, not horror. Lucky Devils, might be horror, never saw it. Uh, Scarlet River, The Three Musketeers, Son of the Border, 16 Fathoms Deep, Life of Fergie Winters, Girl of My Dreams, The Marriage Bargain, Captain Hurricane, Hold 'em Yell, Accent on Youth, The Shadow of Silk Linux, The Singing Cowboy, Undersea Kingdom. That sounds more familiar. Now we might be getting into territory of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one with uh, Crash Corrigan. That's not very good. Um, <laughs> Rhythm on the Range, Ace Drummond, Killer at Large, Rose Bowl. The Old Corral, Cheyenne Rides Again, Love is News, Thin Ice, Midnight Taxi, Secret Agent X9, That I May Live, This Is My Affair, Angel's Holiday, Slave Ship, uh, Born Reckless, Wild and Wooly, The Lady Escapes, One Mile from Heaven, Wife, Doctor, and Nurse, Charlie Chan on Broadway, Life Begins in College, Second Honeymoon, Checkers, Love and Hisses, City Girl, Happy Landing, Siren, Sally, Irene, and Mary, Walking Down Broadway, Mr. Moto's Gamble. This is the age where you were like in 15 movies every year. Uh, let's, let's just kind of skate up until we see the Wolfman. There we go. The Wolfman, 1941. Then the ghost of Frankenstein. Ah, it's all right. I can watch that. Mummy's tomb. That mummy's tomb is fine. Uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Okay. Um, crazy house. I didn't see that. Son of Dracula. He plays Dracula again. Um, some Dracula, I don't remember being very good. Uh, it's been a very long time. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering that one. I don't remember that being very good. Cobra Woman. Hey, he's in Cobra Woman. I like Cobra Woman. Um, I think it's got uh, one of my favorite uh, posters as well. The Mummy's Ghost, House of Frankenstein, Mummy's Curse. Look, I, I've got to look. Based on this loan, Lon Chaney Jr., Master of Horror. I, I don't think there's getting any uh, any getting around it. So, you know. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Dan. So, Jim, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with you. Lon Chaney Jr., maybe a tarnished master of horror, but a master of horror nonetheless. Uh, also one of the, the great famous drunks. Uh, Dan says, Bruce Campbell, master of horror. I mean, let's do the math. Uh, there's no, I mean, the Evil Dead movies, you would think yes, but let's let's get into it. Or is he really a master of horror, or is he just uh, a lucky guy? So Bruce Campbell, as an actor, 163 credits, you guys. All right, so let's <laughs> let's start with Evil Dead. Uh, did a bunch of shorts and then, um, evil dead. All right. Obviously master of horror, uh, territory, um, going back, didn't see it. Crime wave. Eh, it's a comedy. Doesn't count. Evil dead too. Absolutely. Uh, maniac cop. A hundred percent moon trap. Uh, the one is that with Walter Koenig? Yes, it is with Walter Koenig. Not a great movie. So it doesn't count, but that's still three of four. Intruder, the one uh, about the grocery store, right? That uh, Scott Spiegel directed. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm going to count Intruder. Intruder's not one of my favorite slashers. Still pretty good. Uh, Sundown, not a great movie. Dead Next Door, 100%. He only did voice work for that, but yes. Maniac Cop 2, for sure. Dark Man, for sure. Mind War, not so much. Waxwork 2, nope. Uh, Army of Darkness, absolutely. Hudsucker Proxy, look, it's just a cameo, but any time that you show up in a Coen Brothers movie, that's cool. Um, Congo, terrible movie. Uh, not great. Um, Escape from L.A., also not a great movie. Um, then he gets into a bunch of TV work uh, in the 90s. And, uh, you know, I think we can stop right there. I think given his early work, Bruce Campbell scientifically is a master of horror. So there you go. Um, all right. Neil deGrasse Tyson, not a master of horror. Alan, I don't even have to do the math on that one. Uh, he is not a master of horror. Uh, Jim says Wolfman is good despite Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Like you can be a master of horror and not, well, all right. Cause we, we've only done directors previously. We haven't really done actors and actors are not in fact responsible for the words coming out of their mouths and their performance is only so important in the grand scheme of whether the, not the movie is great, but you gotta say, we're going to have to think about this. I'm not 100% if he's a master of horror. And maybe Bruce Campbell isn't either. Because they're not creators. They are participants. He's a participant of horror. Um, but both Lon Chaney Jr. and Bruce Campbell were in a lot of good horror movies. Uh, if not good, then at least interesting. And that's that's something. Uh, Boomer says, Takashi Miike, master of horror, no-brainer. Forgive me if it's been brought up here, probably has. I don't think we've done Mike. He's another guy that's got like 1,500 credits. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Lee says, I still know what you malignated last summer. Not bad. Uh, Dan says, Malignant 2, Attack of the Clones. Uh, Malignant Episode 2, Attack of the Twins? Maybe. Um Jim says, if we count Bruce just as a director, then apprentice for sure. At, I mean, at best, uh, Venom says, have we established a female master of horror? Not yet. I mean, Deborah Hill might fall into that category, but mostly it's been directors and who would be on that list? Catherine Bigelow, perhaps, um, uh, let's see. We we need to recategorize the actors. I think that is participant of horror. Um, if if you're not in a lot of great horror movies, you're just an actor. If you are an actor in a lot of great horror movies, you're a participant of horror. Um, yeah, like Venom. Uh, Vera Farmiga is a great call there, but I think again that's participant of horror, not master of horror, because she is not writing and directing this stuff. Um, but makes, makes some good choices. So Lee says as a human in the Wolfman, he's just okay. But his performance as the Wolfman after the transformation is great. Yeah. Who would thought, who would think that, uh, a, an alcoholic could play someone who changes personality and becomes a monster. Um, good for you. Lon Chaney Jr. Um, Gary says 
not without my malignant. Mm, that's pretty good. If Sally Field shows up in the malignant sequel, I'm I'm, I'm way more in. Uh, Mary Lambert. Okay, this is what we're gonna we're gonna call it tonight. Mary Lambert, uh, master or mistress of horror. So let's take a look at it. Uh, Mary Lambert has directed 82 films. Uh, let's look at a lot of music video work. Let's get past that. Pet Cemetery in 1989. I am not the biggest Pet Cemetery fan, but I'm going to allow it because a lot of people really love it. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that's cool. Pet Cemetery 2. Now we're talking. I think Pet Cemetery 2 is better than Pet Cemetery. So that's two. Uh, next feature. Uh, boy, a lot of TV work after that. Clubland, The In Crowd. Uh, none of that is horror. A lot more TV. It's like after Pet Cemetery 2. She wasn't allowed to do a lot more horror movies. That's kind of it. She's only done those two like feature horror films released in theaters. Uh, there's some TV work and so forth, but that's kind of it. Although that's not bad. Um, and also probably a good example of how a lot of male directors who had a similar career, uh, would have made a lot more horror movies, but you know, Mary Lambert, they like pet cemetery Two probably didn't do very well. And they, they put her on TV. Um, but man, I, I like that's kind of two for two and that ain't bad. So, uh, the Soskas masters or not the Soska sisters. Uh, let's see. All right. Mary Lambert was a bit of a bust cause she's only done uh, a couple of movies. So let's, let's look at mistresses of horror. The Soska sisters. Uh, they have directed 22 films. So this counts, uh, a lot of it's shorts, but what are you going to do? Um, dead hooker in a trunk. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that all the way through. I would say no. Um, American Mary. I like quite a bit. Uh, see no evil too. I, it's better than see no evil. Is it a good movie? I don't think so. Uh, Vendetta. Data is which one is that with Dean Kane and the big show, another WWE movie, not horror doesn't count. So then we go to rabid, which I don't think is very good. So I think that is sort of a one out of four. Uh, so apprentice of horror. So the Soska sisters, um, Travis says, any thoughts on Nicolas Cage getting into horror in recent years? Yeah, we, we talked about him uh, playing Count Dracula, um, you know, in the upcoming Renfield movie, and I'm excited about that. What I, you know, here's the thing that I find really interesting about uh, Nicolas Cage in recent years is that now that he's free of the tax stuff or seems to be free of the tax stuff, there does seem to be, uh, like... Good horror directors can pay for Nicolas Cage, whose name is somewhat tarnished by the fact that he's done just kind of everything. 
like left behind movies and all that stuff. So a good horror director can get Nicolas Cage for a reasonable price. Later, Dan, uh, just saw that. So, um, and a good horror director, a good independent horror director can give Nicolas Cage something good to do. I found the Sion Sono film kind of disappointing because both of them together should have produced something even more bonkers than Prisoners of a Ghostland. But I think that the right director can do great stuff, like you saw with Richard Stanley in Color Out of Space, and you saw in the Cosmatos film Bandy. Like, genre directors can harness that Nicolas Cage energy and get great stuff out of them. I think it's wonderful. I love Nicolas Cage. I'm glad he's doing more genre work. I, I couldn't be happier. Um, Alan says, are you suggesting entertainment isn't a meritocracy? I'm afraid so. Uh, I have, I have, I, I hate to tell you this, but it is in fact, uh, mostly run by, uh, a bunch of guys who know each other. Um, and, uh, Jim says, how dare we ignore, ignore urban legends three, although it was direct to video. I, you know, I feel like it's got to be a theatrical release or it's got to be a big enough release that played in a theater of some kind to be a true master of horror. But we might have to revise that. Like, we're you guys are throwing some interesting monkeys into the wrench here with actors and, and so forth, but I like it. And I, I like I like participant of horror as, as the actor thing. Um, and I think you, you've got to do so many movies. Like, I think you've got to do at least five horror movies to be a true master of horror, which places Mary Lambert into the apprentice of horror category, not because she hasn't made good movies, but she just hasn't made enough yet. Um, the Soska sisters, on the other hand, have made enough, just haven't made enough good ones. Um, golly or goalie, uh, says, uh, finally made it to a sinister Sunday, just in time to wrap it up. Uh, unfortunately, Gary uh, kind of captures my feelings where he says the Soskas love the genre, just not great uh, filmmakers. Um, yeah, I like I just don't think Rabbit hit that hard. I do like American Mary. I, I think that's a great movie. Um, Jim also agreeing with that. Boomer saying Karen Kusama, Mistress of Horror. Uh, all right. I know I keep saying this, but this literally may be the last one we do. But I, I do love doing this. I think this is a lot of fun. So let's see how many movies she has directed. Uh, Nineteen films. Are they? Let's let's go with uh, horrors. Um, Jennifer's Body. I'm not crazy about Jennifer's Body. Uh, I know a lot of people love that one. Not really for me. So I'm not going to count it. The Invitation, uh, I will count, um, a lot of people like that movie better than I do, but uh, I'll count it. So that's that's one of two. Uh, Destroyer, which was the Nicole Kidman movie? Yeah, so I haven't seen that now. Also, it's not horror, so I don't think it counts. And then, it, that's it, that's, as, as far as legit horror movies. So, not yet. Not yet. She is still in the Apprentice of Horror category. Um, just due to, again, not having done enough features yet. 
Uh, Jim says, I uh, can't think of any woman directors with more than a couple of war credits offhand, which is a little depressing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it absolutely is. Um, and, and you know, that's the problem with the Hollywood system as it stands, is that it tends to be a bit of a boys club. I'm glad there are more opportunities for female directors. I want more female voices in, in horror and... Um, yeah, it, it, you know, not because I don't think that there are good to great female horror directors out there, um, just because of the nature of the business and of the society, uh, they get fewer opportunities, but put your thinking caps on. We'll be back in a week to talk more about this stuff. Uh, before we go, a couple of things. If you would, uh, if you haven't left a, a review over on iTunes yet for Dark Parade, please do. I really appreciate it, and it helps you know the profile of the show and all that fun stuff. Um, we've also got a bunch of stuff coming in December. I'm in the process of getting all that organized and put together. Um, hopefully this month we're going to debut a new bonus feature. Um, we've got the main episodes ready to go. If you didn't know, let me in is going to be dropping on Wednesday or Monday if you're part of the Patreon, um, which is patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. Um, also, coming this month, we're doing all three Black Christmas movies. Uh, so those are going to begin recording this week. I'm very excited to talk about those. Uh, we've got Heart of Horror coming with Kate Pollock. I believe we're going to be doing Edward Scissorhands. Uh, we've got a What You Watching with um uh jamie is coming um there's going to be more found footage fool coming and like i said i'm i'm hoping to debut a uh a new bonus feature uh in the coming month that is just talking about new stuff uh and i'm working on the title for that uh as well as the first movie for that right now so uh let me hit the the chat one last time um Alan says, Roberta, Roberta Finlay. All right, let's look. We'll do, look, I am not above doing a little last minute science here. Um, and we hold ourselves to a strict scientific standard. Roberta Finlay. Um, I do not, is that the proper spelling? I'm not getting a list of movies. What did, what did roberta finley do uh sorcerer's apprentice not horror but underappreciated cage uh, underappreciated i don't know uh she uh, let's see boomer says i love both of those movies and she has a dracula movie coming apparently black christmas 29 gave me brain cancer he says uh that's gonna happen with some of the shows we do on the dark parade where was i oh yeah okay uh, submissions are done for masters and mistresses of horror. We'll do it next time. Come up with, uh, a, a couple of names and we'll check them out. Um, so yeah, new stuff coming. Be sure you're subscribing to the podcast, uh, on whatever podcatcher you're using. Most importantly, if you would, uh, just share it around. Like that's the thing that matters. Like your, you saying, Hey, I think this is a good podcast is way more convincing than me saying, Hey, I think this is a good podcast. Uh, and, uh, Boomer saying, I, that I, I, 
he hopes I've seen his review. It's interesting. I haven't caught up recently. I need to look and see what the reviews uh, have been. Because um, the last time I looked, there weren't enough of them yet uh, for me to see them all. So we'll we'll check it out. But thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, so we've got a bunch of new stuff coming. I'm very excited. I'm also super excited. Like if you're not over on, uh, the, the Facebook group, which is like groups forward slash the dark parade or dark parade, one of the two, um, please jump over there. That's where I, you know, that's where you can see all the pictures of me as Santa and all that fun stuff. Um, and I really appreciate everybody hanging out on a Sunday evening with me. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, it's been like, we're only, a month really into this, a couple of months into this, uh, new show. And it's been fantastic. I really, really have appreciated everybody's feedback and everybody's enthusiasm. And I'm really excited to do all, all of this stuff as well. Um, it's been great. It's been great. And you guys are great. Everybody, everybody here, you know, in the chat right now, everybody listening, uh, the morbid Monday after the fact, um, I, I, like I, I keep saying the one thing I want to do is make this kind of a community effort and I want to hear what, what you want, uh, to hear from the show. Um, we're taking a little bit of, uh, uh, advice from the Facebook group as far as what we're covering in January. Uh, so a couple of listener choices are going to pop up there. Um, and feel free to drop by any old time and say, Hey, I think you guys ought to do this show. Or if there's a found footage movie, you want to hear me, uh, puzzle over, then drop that in all that stuff. You can also do that on Twitter at dark parade pod. So, uh, thanks again. I really appreciate everything. Um, we've got more great stuff coming. I think, uh, as, as well as the let me in show, I think you're really going to like that because, uh, I think let me in gets a, a bad rap, uh, even though it's a remake of a movie that is beloved. It was a conversation where I think at the end of it, both of us were like, you know what? This is, uh, this is pretty good. Thanks Lee. Have a good one. I will talk to you on Friday for a recording as well. And, uh, and that's going to do it, uh, for this episode of sinister Sunday, AKA morbid Monday. Have a great remainder of your weekend. What's left of it. Have a great rest of the week. I'll see you back here in a week for more live shenanigans. So, uh, until then, bye everybody. (laughs) 